What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the College Game Time Podcast. I am your host, Trey Smith, and we are on a mission to become the number one show for the American Athletic Conference. We are, in fact, the fastest growing show. I told you yesterday, I mean, we've had over 40,000 streams now in the first two weeks. Thank you so much for your support. Thank you for those that watch on YouTube, for those that listen on Apple, Spotify, Amazon, all those different streaming platforms. Your support is very much appreciated. And as always, if you're on YouTube, go ahead and like the video, subscribe to the channel if you aren't already, share this video with a friend, leave a comment at the end. I do my best to get in there and try to respond to as many as possible, even those that disagree with what I say. Like, I have no problem with that. I have no problem uh, having some back and forth there and getting into some discussion right here on this channel. And then, of course, if you're listening on one of the streaming platforms, five-star review me, baby. Give me that five-star rating right now. Just click it. Look at your phone. Scroll all the way down or up, whatever, and then click the fifth star. And then if you feel compelled, leave a, leave a comment. Uh, obviously, as I've been saying, that helps push this podcast out to more people on those platforms and... You know, then you start getting ranked and then you start getting exposed to more people. And I've noticed, too, that it's not just American athletic fans that listen. There's actually fans from other conferences that tune in. You know, they're just probably college football fans just wanting to kind of see uh, what's going on in the American. And uh, with this College Game Time podcast, we've been able to kind of fill a space there and we're going to continue to do so. And I'm telling you, I got some very exciting things lined up for uh, this, this, this coming season that starts on Saturday, which leads me into my first point for today's episode, which is week zero, Notre Dame Navy. I've been wanting to talk about this watch party live stream. I've touched on it every day this week, but I haven't really had a chance to explain what it is because I always save it for the end. And by the time I get to the end, I spent too much time talking about the other stuff I wanted to talk about. And so I just say, forget it. So here's what's happening. Okay. I'm calling it a play-by-play watch party. I will literally be calling the game. It will not be broadcast. I can't do that. There's copyright violation, but I'll be calling the game. So if you're in a position right now where you, you know, on Saturday, you won't be able to watch, but you want to hear what's going on. You want to hear a play-by-play on a free streaming, you know, app, This is the place to do that. I don't care if you're a Navy or Notre Dame fan. Obviously, this is an American athletic show, and so I'm doing this to feature Navy, but all are welcome to that. Yes, I will be live streaming, which means I'll be able to interact with those of you that are here, right here on YouTube, uh, whether your comments, questions, things of that nature. Talk about whatever you want as it pertains to college football. I will give you a forewarning, though. If you want to talk realignment, guys, like... I'm not obsessing over that. I I put a little feeler out here and there. I mean, even just overnight, we've gone from the ACC being out to, oh, now things might be heating up with the ACC and Stanford Cal. Like, whatever. When something breaks and officially happens, we'll talk about it. But as far as Saturday is concerned, like, I'm in football mode. So, like, I'm watching a football game and I'm calling the game. And we can talk football. Uh, But... That'll be here exclusively on YouTube. So if you're listening right now on Spotify, Apple, or one of those platforms, just open up your YouTube app, open up your computer, go to YouTube, type in College Game Time, and it'll be a live stream uh, available, obviously, to watch. It is completely free, okay? You don't have to be a paid subscriber or anything like that. 
But with that being said, the super chats will be open, okay? So those of you that would like to contribute to what we're building here at College Game Time uh, during that stream, your generosity would be very much appreciated. In fact, in honor of Navy being the feature team, a percentage of the donations or a percentage of the super chats that we bring in on Saturday uh, will be donated to um, uh, the Navy SEAL Foundation. So I'll talk more about that on Saturday, but I'll have a little goal we'll try to hit. Again, no pressure. Those of you that choose to join, um, just just something, uh, just a, just a feature that I will have. As this is a way uh, that I support myself and my family. Um, but you're also welcome to give a super thanks at any point in time, like right now, if you feel compelled. So that's what that is. Saturday, it's going to start right here on the. College Game Time YouTube channel at 12.45 p.m. Central Time. So that's about 15 minutes before kickoff. Um, and yeah, we'll have some 15 minutes to kind of, you know, get everybody in, have some small talk, and then game starts. If you're watching it, I'll be doing the play-by-play. -play. So, you know, watch and put your comments and reactions right there in the chat. Um, and then if you're not able to watch, and this is how you're able to listen, you can just pull the channel up. Put your headphones in and listen to the game. Maybe you're working or maybe you don't have, well, I mean, maybe you don't have cable. I mean, it's on NBC. So it's, it's going to be the most viewed game of the weekend, which is, again, an incredible opportunity for the American Athletic Conference and Navy, uh, the Navy program. I'm going to talk more specifically about the game. I have a, I have a game preview that I'm either going to do tomorrow or Friday. I haven't decided yet. Um, just talking through some, some how can Navy pull off that upset? They are a 20, 20 and a half point underdog to Notre Dame. And they are playing in Ireland, playing in Dublin. And uh, anyways, Coach Brian Newberry's debut game as a head coach. All right, let's move on. So let's get to what I really want to talk about today. So the ESPN released their way too early 2023 bowl projections. I don't know if it's considered way too early now. I think that's usually what they call it right after the season ends. But nevertheless, they released an article where they projected bowl, bowl projections for the 2023 season. And of course, as you would imagine, they have the American Athletic Conference as the G5 representative in the New Year Six, uh, as they should be. In fact, this would be, uh, I don't have it in front of me, but I don't know how many years in a row, but since the American has been in existence, they've pretty much gotten that bid every year except two. Uh, one went to Western Michigan and one went to Boise. And both writers who contributed to this article uh, both have Tulane representing the American in the New Year's Six uh, once again. Obviously, Tulane coming off a season where they just won the conference and then they had a just electric comeback victory over USC in the Cotton Bowl. I was there. It was awesome. Love to see it. Love that fan base, man. If you're a Tulane fan, put something in the chat because you guys are freaking awesome. Love how much you support your team. Even when it seemed like the game was over, it was like no one was wavering. People weren't clearing the stands. People weren't going home. I mean, it was a, I think a 15 point game with like three minutes left. USC had a lot of momentum, but man, the fans just hung in there. It was cool. I was on the Tulane side being right in the middle of it. So would love to see that. Would love it if Tulane went back and then, and then once again represented the American Athletic Conference with getting a victory over whoever they matched up with uh, in that New Year's Six game. But here's my question for you today. Well, actually, let me tell you 
what they were predicted to. I didn't say that yet. And then I'll tell you my question. So one writer has LSU playing Tulane in the Peach Bowl. And one writer has Washington playing Tulane in the Fiesta Bowl. I don't know why, but I like that matchup. That could be a fun matchup. I don't know. I like the Fiesta Bowl, Arizona. It might be a fun trip for me to take. Uh, obviously, I would love the Cotton Bowl because that's the easiest one for me to get to. But man, that UW, Tulane, and the Fiesta Bowl, that could be interesting. Um, which of those two, if you're a Tulane fan or just an American Conference fan, wh- which of those two uh, is more intriguing? That LSU, Tulane, and the Peach Bowl or UW, Tulane, and the Fiesta Bowl? Feels like LSU, Tulane should be a Sugar Bowl matchup, you know? But I'm. I feel like Sugar Bowl might be a playoff game this year. I don't have it in front of me, so don't like call me out on it if I'm wrong there, but that might be the case. But here's my question. For you either listening or watching on YouTube. If you're watching on YouTube, put your answer in the comment. Is Tulane built in 2023 to repeat? Are they built to repeat as conference champions and then go on to get that New Year's Six bid? Why or why not? All right, I want this is the discussion I want to see happening in the comments, and I'll, I'll I'll join in as well. But are they built to repeat? And here's some things to consider. They lost both their offensive and defensive coordinator. They lost a couple key pieces on defense and a couple key pieces on offense to the NFL. A running back, receiver, and then two linebackers. I think it was two playmaking linebackers. But on the other side, quarterback Michael Pratt is back. They didn't lose everybody. And, uh, you know, the schedule shapes up nicely uh, for them as they come in to look to repeat. Curious your thoughts on that. Is Tulane built to repeat as conference champions in 2023? Why or why not? And taking those facts into consideration they've got first year coordinators on both sides of the ball uh, missing lost some key pieces on both sides of the ball but they've got their quarterback back Michael Pratt looks primed and ready to pick up right where he left off a season ago Uh, he's a dual threat guy and um, yeah I'm curious to know your thoughts and then now this kind of leads into what will really be my final discussion point for this episode but you start talking about the american athletic conference getting that new year's six bid getting the g5 new year's six bid and gosh you just start to wonder what would it take this season for the american athletic conference to get a cfp bid this being the last season with it only being four teams obviously the american got one of those four a couple years ago with cincinnati And I want to look at five schedules, five teams who play a schedule that I believe would be considered CFP worthy. But before we talk about what those five, who those five teams are, let's look at how things shaped out for Cincy in 2021 that led to them getting that bid. Because the stars really aligned perfectly. And that's kind of, I'm going to use this template or I use this template when selecting which team's schedules I think could 
be playoff worthy should any of these teams run the table. Now, here's what I'm not saying. I'm not saying these five teams can make the CFP this year. Okay, I'm not predicting these five teams are going to run the table and make a run. No, what I'm simply saying is, is these five teams play a schedule that at the end of the season, if the stars sort of align the way they did for Cincy, which they very likely could, these five schedules could make a strong case to get more than just a New Year's Six Bowl, but actually get a CFP bid. So hopefully you are following along with me and understand where I'm coming from. So let's talk about 2021 Cincy. Well, the X factor on their schedule was they had a win at a top 10 Notre Dame team. That top 10 Notre Dame team went on to run the table and finish the season 11-1. and Quite frankly, had Cincy lost one game, Notre Dame would have been that fourth team in the CFP. So you have, likely at least, that's what I, uh, likely. So you had that win, I think, early mid-season. Then in the AAC Conference Championship, they were matched up with a ranked 11-1 Houston team. So they had a case here with a top 10 road win over a team that was knocking at the door to the CFP at the end of the season, plus a conference championship matchup with a one-loss ranked conference opponent. Then you had the ACC championship, which was won by a two-loss team. You had the Big 12 championship, which was won by a two-loss team. And you had the Pac-12 championship won by a two-loss team. So in theory, what you would need is either three two-loss conference champions or two two-loss conference champions and a two-loss SEC championship game loser. You get what I'm saying? Because in 2021, the SEC got two teams in. That was when undefeated Georgia lost to one loss Alabama in the conference championship, making both teams have only one loss. They got the they got they got in the top four, and then since he got in, uh, because all the other power conferences champions had two loss teams. So I feel like you could still get that same since he could have still had that same would have gotten that bid if the loser of that SEC championship would have been Alabama because then they would have had two losses. Well, maybe not in this case because there were also two losses. Well, no, Notre Dame probably would have gotten it. So, yeah. So, basically, that's kind of the the preface of what stars need to align to get a four, to get that fourth seed. Then you have to have the right schedule. So, let's take a look at that. And again, I'm not saying these teams are going to make the playoff. I'm not predicting that. I'm simply just looking at all the AAC schedules this year. These are the five that stick out to me as potential CFP-worthy schedules. Should the team make a run, go undefeated, and then get the right matchup in the conference championship, and then have some of these other dominoes fall right with the other conferences in their championship games. And the first schedule on my list is SMU. SMU is at TCU and at OU. If TCU picks up where they left off a season ago with all these Bama transfers they have, 
and they go on to do what they did last year in the Big 12, and SMU wins that game, and they have a win against OU, plus they're at Memphis during the season, um, and if they could get a conference championship matchup with either an undefeated Tulane or UTSA, who both would be ranked at that point, to me that's a, that's a, a, a CFP-worthy bid. You win all those games, 12-0. and 0. You're not just looking at a New Year's 6 bid. You're looking at a possible CFP bid. The next schedule is UTSA. UTSA is at Houston, at Tennessee, at Tulane, who Tulane is currently ranked. And they would probably need a matchup with an undefeated or one-loss SMU Memphis one of those two in the conference championship. But if Tennessee is going to keep the ball rolling, uh, Joe Milton at quarterback, as someone brought to my attention on a prior video, he was very inconsistent at Michigan, but it sounds like he's primed and ready for this season. So if Tennessee can come out and have a great year like they did last season, I mean, that you could make a case for that schedule for UTSA that it would be CFP worthy at the end of the season should they go on to run the table. Not saying they will, not even suggesting they will. I'm just simply having some conversation here about how these schedules look and are they or are they not CFP worthy. The third one on my list is Tulsa. Now, I think Tulsa or Temple are teams to watch this year, not for making an undefeated run and like a playoff or anything like that, but I'm saying as, as bounce-back teams. And if there's any team this year that's going to have a Tulane turnaround like Tulane did last year, going from 2-10 and 10 to 12-2, and two, I got my eyes on these two teams. I've already talked about that and why. But just looking at the schedule, Tulsa is at Washington, who some a lot have projected to possibly win the Pac-12 this year. Uh, they're playing OU at SMU and at Tulane, which that at SMU and at Tulane could be ranked games at that, could be ranked teams at that point in the season. And then they would need a probably a conference championship matchup with either UTSA or Memphis, you know, undefeated or one loss. But man, UW and OU, and I don't know what to expect from OU this year. Are they going to have a bounce back here? They've got talent they always have talent so are they gonna have a bounce back here and make a run for the big 12 and now Tulsa could potentially have on their schedule the future Pac-12 champion and big 12 champion okay that's that that's a CFP worthy schedule especially if the dominoes fall where you know two of the power conferences have two loss conference championships then you throw in a two loss SEC runner-up so Tulsa, uh, fourth on my list is USF, baby. Go Bulls. And you want to know why? You want to know why USF made this list? Because you know who's on USF's schedule this year? Bama. Do I need to say more? I mean, if USF miraculously were to beat Bama, and then Bama goes on to win the SEC, and USF runs the table from there, you have to consider them for one of those bids. That's a huge win. Bama. I wrote that in my notes. Bama. That's it. That's the reason. And then, of course, they're at UTSA, at Memphis. 
probably would need an undefeated one-loss matchup in the AAC championship game, probably against like a Tulane. Again, not calling for this to happen, just having some conversation here. As I take a sip of water. And then the final team on my list, and this is just my list. Again, I want to know your list as well. If you think there's a schedule I missed or if you agree with these, again, not saying this is what's going to happen, but just simply looking at the schedule and going, is it, could it be a potentially CFP worthy run? Should a team run the table? And the last team on my list is FAU, the fighting Tom Hermans. They're at Clemson, which if Clemson bounces back this season, goes undefeated, wins the ACC championship, that would obviously occupy a spot in the CFP. But if you're FAU, well, I guess they wouldn't be undefeated, but if, if a one-loss Clemson team wins the ACC championship and that one loss being the FAU, and then FAU is at Illinois, you would need Illinois to kind of win the Big Ten West as well, probably. And then I think they would need an undefeated matchup with SMU or Memphis in the conference championship game to, to really make this a playoff-worthy schedule. Uh, but if Clemson's going to fall off and not even make it to the conference championship, you know, that schedule loses some of its luster. But I don't know. Just looking at the different schedules, this was kind of fun. This was kind of a fun research activity to do between SMU, UTSA, Tulsa, USF, and FAU. Those are the five CFP-worthy schedules. Should the other stars align? Should the other dominoes fall you know, properly the way they did for Cincy in 2021? Um, so let me know your thoughts on that. What are your thoughts? As, and what I mean is, is, let me know, I guess, who are your teams? You look at the schedules. Tell me, what, what schedules maybe am I missing? Um, or, or do you agree with the ones that I have as it pertains to a CFP-worthy schedule for an American Athletic Conference team? What we are not discussing is the likelihood of these teams actually running the table and making a CFP run. That is not this conversation. We're just simply looking at the schedule, the teams on those schedule, what potential those teams on the schedule could go on to do or what, what, what those teams on the schedule could potentially go on to do this season and would that equate to a CFP-worthy uh, um, season for those five schedules, those five teams, or if there's one that I'm missing. Um, don't need to plug Notre Dame Navy. I already did that. That's a, that, yeah. That's it for today, guys. Uh, once again, appreciate your support. Would appreciate a like and a subscribe, and uh, we'll see everyone tomorrow. But that's it for me today. Trey Smith, College Game Time.